What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and this week, I have the Bearded Nerd. What's up, brother? What's up? I'm back, baby. Yeah, you are. I think last time we tried to podcast together, you had like a power outage? Yep, some idiot hey, crashed into a power pole, uh, like literally two miles from my house, and it knocked out power for like 3,000 people. Dang. And <laughs> uh, when they do it, they do it big. So, so yeah, unfortunately, we got no show Joe uh, not showing up tonight. And then we have uh, Ain't Coming In at All, Kalai, who is uh, picked back up. She's going for the street. So she said, eight weeks in a row ain't enough. Let's, let's go for 10. Let's go for broke. We went from Frosty Craps to now Priestley McPherson. Oh, <laughs> that's a really good one. <laughs> Oh, geez. <clears throat> All right. So uh, just a little <clears throat> good Lord. You're trying to kill me, man. The disclaimer, uh, uh, Daryl's dying this week. Yeah, I've been, I've, I feel better. I feel better. I've been a little under the weather. Um, you know, COVID has come and gone through the house. I managed to dodge it uh, this wave. But then my youngest and I have picked up some kind of crud. And it's wild, dude, because at work, we have like five or six people out with the flu. Like not even COVID, like the actual flu is back all of a sudden. And, um, so like we got a bunch of people out with the flu. So I came home uh, yesterday with body aches, not a fever, but like, it felt like someone was sitting on my chest. Like my chest was really congested. And, uh, I took like a, a handful of vitamins. My, um, my, my doctor was like, Hey, anytime you feel something coming on, he was like, go get you a, uh, a buttload of vitamin D. And the the five thousand little BTUs or whatever they call them UTIs or you know whatever, and uh, he's like take a handful of those, take four or five of them, you know. And he's like, um, you know, zinc, echinacea, all that bullcrap. So I did my vitamin cocktail with my men's one a day. Took a couple of Tylenol and lay down and took a nap. Slept for so, for a few hours and then woke up last night, ate a little food, watched a few movies. And then slept for another 10 hours, you know, realistically. And <clears throat> I am feeling a little better, you know, right before the show, a couple hours, about two hours before the show, I took my vitamin cocktail again and, uh, and some Tylenol. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm trying not to die, but there might be sections of the show where I, uh, all of a sudden lose my voice. It's been kind of going in and out today. And, uh, then I, you know, I laugh and then I choke and die. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So, well, I'm going to need you to stop dying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to clear it up right now. Here we go. It's all a ruse. I was faking it. I wanted sympathy. It didn't work. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so this is Loot Bros podcast, general gaming, video games, you know, uh, podcast. We talk about all kinds of stuff. This week, we're going to do a little bit of newsy stuff. We don't typically cover the news, uh, but Zach, there's a ton of stuff for you and I to discuss and kind of throw our opinions on. Um, we're in between guests. We're getting ready to have a, uh, the Josh Neelis, the, uh, founder and then, uh, editor in chief of, uh, cutthroat comics. He's coming on next week. I'm really excited about that. Uh, hopefully my, uh, my, uh, Lou bros comic cast, uh, co-host is going to join us, Josh Adams. So we're going to have a good time <clears throat> next week. And then, um, two weeks after that, I believe it's two weeks. I have to look at the calendar. We're going to have, uh, uh, Another guest on talking about his new comic book he's releasing and the uh, two podcasts that he does. So it's going to be pretty cool. We got a couple of game devs coming up in the, in, uh, in the month of March. 
Uh, and I don't know if I've announced on the show or not, but we have uh, uh, half game developer, half rapper coming on the show. One half of the uh, white boys with attitude. So uh, per special request of a listener. So it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We got a lot of cool stuff happening in the next few weeks. So uh, we'll take these little off weeks, you know, and, and kind of dive into some, some fun topics. So, uh, with that being said, if you are listening to the show, we would greatly appreciate it if you checked out our Patreon. Uh, we offer a couple bonus shows every month, depending on the tier you select. And there is what seems to be the favorite tier now, the top tier, uh, the You Pick, We Play tier, where you can challenge us to play uh, a game of your choice. Uh, you know, we prefer that you pick a game that you really enjoy and you challenge us to play it. But every now and again, we get some trolls in there. And um, <clears throat> I've been challenged two more times this month. So uh, I have been uh, formally challenged to play uh, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition. And so that's uh, coming up on, the, uh, on, on my uh, list of things to play. And I have been challenged uh, to play and finish Final Fantasy VII Remake. So I got two more, two more good ones in the can. So I'm pretty stoked about that. But uh, before we go any farther, Zach, you want a toast? Yeah, let's get it. I got a special drink at Dollar Tree today. There you go. It's a weird uh, foreign Formula One racer, I'm guessing. His name is Lewis Hamilton. It's a weird monster I've never seen before. It's in a different language, so we'll see. Hey, there you go. Well, I'm just rocking the old white, you know, Zero Ultra, my favorite. So this uh, week's toast goes out to our February Patreon producers. We have MZ Nitro. We have My Name is FM Mayo, Redbeard Rick, and El Presidente Latibird. Actually, um, excuse me, I was wrong. The champion of all of the Patreon producers, MZ Nitro. So I forgot I had to address him by his full name. His proper title? Le Champion. So, uh, yeah, that and, you know, there's been a lot of new stuff. We're going to talk about the new stuff, man. But like, you know, uh, PlayStation just bought Bungie. Xbox bought Activision. Freaking Dying Light 2 is amazing. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn comes out. Or excuse me, Horizon Forbidden West comes out next week. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff happening in the gaming sphere. And so a lot of cool things. And the tickets are on sale for the Batman. I know. I want to go see the March 1st show. So. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Ooh, that was a good pop. <sighs> Had to be nice and easy so I didn't choke. <clears throat> That's really sweet. Good. That's a good thing. You'll be up all there. night now. Yeah, it's going to go into my uh, my limeade. There you go. I, uh, I'm rocking some sugar-free uh, strawberry orange banana Kool-Aid. And I'm... Uh, sipping on my monster white so i'm hoping since i've done a lot of resting today that i'll be able to stay up and get some game time in because uh, i basically sacrificed all my game time uh yesterday i felt like trash and so i came home and watched movies i freaking got in my chair and i watched a movie on hbo max uh zach do you have hbo max i do what'd you watch okay i watched antlers oh we've already watched it it was it was Fairly decent. Was uh, I was good. expecting it to be more horror movie, but it was more, it was more Suspense. thriller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a. You know, it was enough horror, but it was definitely more suspense and thriller. Yeah, and uh, it was. And you know, they said it was a creature feature, and it sure it was. Yeah, you know, that was. I was very, very uh, 
I won't say I was very impressed, but I wasn't expecting it to be good. And it was, it was quite serviceable. I really enjoyed it. So, um, another one for you, if you haven't seen it, they just put it back on HBO max for free. It came out on release malignant. Yes. My brother told me about that right before we recorded. It was, it was different. Like me and my wife, like couldn't like solve the puzzle too, too much. She kind of had an idea, but it was definitely different. It was good. It wasn't really. It was it was somewhat horror-y, but it was kind of like Antlers, where it was more of a thriller, I guess. Okay, yeah, I'm, I dig that. I'm 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 all about that. So, yeah, it was good. I like I said, I wasn't feeling good. I actually came home, lay down, and when I got up, I watched Antlers. Um, I picked up the uh, new Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City Blu-ray. I put it in, and um, <clears throat> not a great movie. Uh, an Easter egg fest. It's got some charm to it, but definitely not a. Uh, uh, great movie by any stretch of the imagination uh that being said i put it in i was like you know i'll give it another chance <clears throat> excuse me i was thinking i was hoping i'd enjoy it more and i fell right asleep like as soon as the movie started so <laughs> obviously that's what the doctor ordered <laughs> i needed some rest and um you know this week in general and i guess i'll go into what i've been playing because i haven't been playing very much uh but i uh i've been playing dying light too you know when i i haven't felt very good the past two days so i haven't played very much uh but but dying light too you know i picked up i finally I, sh- I sent you a picture i put it in the facebook group i believe i finally got my collector's edition in and it is absolutely awesome it's what a really cool statue uh but i really love the game game is is really good uh the pc version seems to be pretty buggy and a lot of the reviews have reflected that the PlayStation five version. I'm about five or six hours in <clears throat> and I've experienced zero bugs, no graphics pop in like nothing weird. And, uh, I ended up, ke- so I ended up buying the PS five version physical at release because of my collector's edition said it was like, you know, delayed right. indefinitely. Right. You know? Yeah. And so it ended up coming in this week. So I'm like, okay, cool. Whatever. And it had the PS4 version in it. So I was like, you know what? I was going to buy the PS4 version anyways. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry about that. And um, I was just going to buy it on the cheap opposed to, because, you know, the, the PS4 version came in the PS5 upgrade, but I bought the PS5 version because my PS4 version was in the collector's edition and it didn't come in. So I was like, well, I bought the you know upgraded edition. I was just going to play that. Well, long story short, I ended up keeping both copies, you know, and I just uh, put it in. I put one in my PS4 to play in my bedroom and one in my office you know, on the PS5. And um, <clears throat> I'm, so I'm basically playing through the game on both versions, like tangentially. Uh, and I'm just retreading old ground. Essentially, I'll do one or two missions on one and I'll do one or two missions on the other. So. I um I basically played the same part twice. What I'm getting at, I'm about five or six hours deep on each version, and it's really fun. I'm having a good time. They leaned way harder into the RPG mechanics of the game, so like you don't start out with this crazy mobility like you like you're used to in in Dying Light. So it's it's taking a little getting used to the controllers. I mean, excuse me, the controls are a little. It, it's tough to get used to. Like that was one of the things I didn't like about Dying Light was that the controls are very specific to what they want you to do, and it just doesn't necessarily feel right at first. Mm-hmm. But once you get the hang of it, you, it's it's like okay, this makes sense. 
Um, right now, I feel like it's taking a little longer to get the hang of everything because they're making it. Um, it's a little slower to, and it might just be the way I'm playing, but getting my upgrades for mobility are taking me a little while, you know? Uh, <clears throat> so the game, but the game is beautiful. It, it looks so good. Sounds amazing. Um, some of the voice acting is a little, uh, <laughs> a little questionable. Like the voices that the people decided to use for their characters, specifically the bandits, you know, has been a little weird. Uh, like, like, why would you talk like that? But whatever. Um, you know, and now the PS4 version, I've experienced a little bit of bugs, but nothing game breaking. So my brother, he's him and his wife are about 31 hours in. He said they're playing on PC and they've experienced a lot of bugs. So, uh, just kind of take that into consideration. If you're thinking about picking up dying light Two, uh, absolutely phenomenal game to a really, really cool. Um, other than that, the only thing worth noting that I've played, Oh, I guess, I guess there's two things. Um, <clears throat> one is I beat, um, earlier today during the, tri- while I was recording Trevi horse, I beat the uh, final mission of Senra Kagura peach beach splash. That was another one of my, uh, Patreon, uh, pledges. And the overall, the game is not very good. Like that's just my opinion of it. It's just not very good. Um, it's it's a pretty competent shooter actually, but it's pretty much the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so the mission structure is broke up into like ten missions per per level. There's four levels, so you're talking forty missions, and then there's the final level, which is uh. Yeah, essentially a boss fight and like it's very much the same thing over and over and over again right now currently i'm doing the uh there's like an arcade mode i guess after the story mode <clears throat> and it's bro- it's probably another 10 sections broken down to five missions a piece i'm just trying to clean up some trophies you know while i've got the game installed i will not be going for the platinum on this game i don't enjoy it that much and so uh it's another pervy, you know, Senra Kagura game. And, uh, you know, I'll do my full breakdown on the Patreon. But I am glad that's over. The only other thing worth mentioning that I've been playing, and it's really Achievement. funny. Exclusive. Minecraft in 4K. It's really funny. Um just kind of like how I ended up playing this game is I've had a couple of rough days at work. Uh, I was really tired coming home and I sat down in my uh, recliner and I was like, I'm going to play something on PlayStation. What do I have installed? And <laughs> I couldn't really like figure anything I wanted to play. So I was like, I'll play GTA three, but not the new definitive edition, the remaster. I'll play the PS2 port that's on PS4 from like 2016. So I fire it up and the controls are so janky, like so janky. They're like, I kind of struggle for a minute. I'm like, I'm not really digging this and I I don't really want to to mentally focus in anything. So, you know, I got about an hour before I need to put the kids to bed. They're doing their thing. My wife's doing her thing. I was like, I just went and stole a taxi and started doing taxi fares. So I just rode around Liberty City, picking up people and taking them to their destinations. wasn't killing anybody, wasn't you know doing missions. I just was yeah, having a good time, just picking up a taxi and going. 
And so uh, you have to do a hundred taxi fares to um, <clears throat> for a trophy. And it took me about two days. It took me about two hours, roughly, uh, maybe maybe two and a half hours. But I sure enough did it. I just kind of sat there like a vegetable, not listening to podcasts. I was just listening to Chatterbox on on the GTA radio, and just listening to Laszlo and 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 doing taxi fares. So <laughs> it was funny because my kids came in there and they're like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm just you know being a taxi driver." hanging out. What are you doing? <laughs> and they like laugh. They're like, you're so lame. But like, that's what I was into. I, that's what I needed to just rest mentally. And, um, I enjoyed it. So a hundred taxi fares later, I was like, okay, I think I'm done here. <laughs> and then I turned the game off. I didn't do anything else. So that's me. That's all I've played a little bit. Dying line two, um, and some GTA. Wheel, I was achievement exclusive. Minecraft in 4K. I was on um, vacation for the past week, but I did do a little bit of gaming to the best of the five uh, five megabit download speed I could. Um, I cloud gamed a little Doom Eternal because okay. I hadn't played that yet. And that one seemed to load fairly easy, surprisingly. And then I played a little uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. And, and about two chapters into that, that's actually what I was playing right before we started recording. Oop. So and now I'm playing Crossfire X because everyone said it's really bad, but it it's not terrible. So the reason I think a lot of people are saying that the aim is weird is because they're not used to playing a like CSGO style shooter with a controller. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's a CSGO style like shooter. You don't ADS really, unless you have a sniper. Oh, so that must be intentional because, uh, you know, that game has like a huge following multiplayer wise, uh, online. I mean, overseas, apparently that's like a huge game. I can't remember if it's Russia or China that that game's huge in. And so, uh, it might just be, that's a, that's their CSGO. I mean, it's it's not terrible. It's kind of fun, but well, I want to play it because you know Remedy developed the campaign, and I don't know if it's like a little offshoot of, of Remedy that did it, but Remedy doesn't make bad games, and <clears throat> I didn't even know, realize the campaign release. And that's one of the things I was telling you kind of before we record is like, seems like Xbox has pretty much abandoned this IP because they have not promoted it one bit. Like they announced it and they made a big deal about it at E3 one year. That like oh crossfire x is coming to to xbox and uh remedy is doing the campaign i'm like oh dude that's gonna be awesome and then now here we are it's it's here and nothing like no big announcement no like trailers leading up to it it was just like oh this is out and it's terrible and the only reason i even knew it was out is because i saw a clickbaity um uh article on comicbook.com you know like none of the Xbox, you know, fanboys have been talking about it. None of the game past, none of the game past debaters have been talking about it. It's just like, it's out and it's bad. So that's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate, but it's actually not, like I said, it's not, it's not terrible. I'm, okay. I'm are enjoying you, you, playing. What I, I'm, I'm playing the multiplayer right now. Just right. To, okay. That's what I was going to ask. I don't need to hear anything. I, it's pretty, like I said, I don't need to ADS. It's gotcha. team deathmatch on a straight, on a straight little surface. So there you go. 
Well, I'm going to play that one hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to bring the Xbox out of the basement and set it up. Like I said, I'm not. Uh, my studio time with Ninja Loot got canceled for tomorrow, so my evening is open. And uh, besides studying, a little bit of Dead by Daylight with the kids, I'm going to be doing a lot of resting. And so I might do some, uh, some. I don't know, I might wait on Crossfire until I do more with Dying Light. Who knows? So I kind of wanted to stream Dying Light. Um, <clears throat> I streamed the first you know, couple hours of the game. And uh, I had a bunch of people in the room watching and, and talking, you know, and I right. uh, had, had a really good time. But like, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not I don't, I don't know that I feel like being on per se. You know, how it is when you're streaming, you kind of can't you, you don't need to be all, you know, feeling like crap and doom and gloom, you know. Right. So, got to have that poppy personality you usually have, Daryl. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do something. So <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see what tomorrow looks like. I might. I might just I might just stream a little bit. But so well, the reason why I mentioned that is because Techland is giving away like lots of really cool weapons if you watch streams and if you stream the game. So mm-hmm. for example, like when you first fire up Dying Light 2, it wants you to link all of your accounts, your Xbox, your uh PlayStation, Twitch. your Twitch, everything. <clears throat> your Steam and all that stuff. And for doing that, you get like you get uh, like weapons well like normally in these games the weapons they give you are kind of trash or just like not you know they're not like you get something better within the first 30 minutes of the game anyways nah right. dude the freaking blade they give you it's awesome like it's way better than anything i have in the first five hours of the game so i was like man and and then i got like you know three or four other ones just for watching dying light streams so what I've been doing is while I'm playing games, I just turn on someone playing Dying Light, you know, like if they're streaming it, I'm watching it and, and you know, I got it on. I'm not necessarily paying attention, um, but it's like, you know, that way I get, you know, these extra guns, I mean, extra um, weapons and stuff. So very, very cool that that's a thing. So I, I've been thinking about streaming it, especially since I'm playing two versions of the same game. You know, I've been thinking like, oh, I'll stream the PS5 version. That one looks and plays the best. And then um, I can just play the PS4 version at my own leisure. So we'll see. We'll see what tomorrow looks like. But uh, you got anything else uh, before we move on, Zach? Anything else? Uh, not this week, actually. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, our guests that are coming up here soon. Heck though. yeah. i uh, got a question for you unrelated to games, but um, you know, back on the HBO Max thing. Have you been watching Peacemaker? I have not actually. We were since we talked about uh, Titans the other day. I'm actually in the third season uh, of Titans, trying to yeah. finish it up. That's a good. That's a good show. I like that show. Oh, I finally got to the part where uh, he's where Jason. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I I like how they actually um took like under the Red Hood, like the scene from Under the yeah. Red Hood when he first shows up, and they kind of modernized it to the show. I was like, ooh, I know that. I know that. I was like, yeah. he's about to throw them bags. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was pretty neat. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Um, it's not the best show in the world, but it's 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 pretty enjoyable. I enjoy, I enjoy it. Pretty good. Well, P- Peacemaker is freaking hilarious. Like, it's extremely vulgar, like, but it's hilarious. Yeah, I've heard of it, and a lot of people are super surprised with John Cena's acting. Oh, like, I didn't know. Slays, I didn't know he dude. could act in. The, he could act like that. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, you know, oh, he's yeah. been in like four or five other movies you're right well dude he does it all he does you know <clears throat> you know he he runs the, the the gamut of just emotions in the show 
And um, it's really good. It's it's really good. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, like <laughs> it's like seven episodes deep now, and it is hilarious. And then they do, you know how a lot of shows are like forcing in all the social political stuff? Mm-hmm. This show does it in a very self-deprecating way. And it also does it in a, a bit of a parody. So like <clears throat> there's certain lines they throw out that's like, oh, this is what you would expect out of a show going woke. But they do it in a perspective that's really funny, almost poking fun at like the current social political climates. And it's it's just like it's it's not on the nose and like disruptive to the to the show. It's actually like really funny. And like, dude, it's just, it's a good show. Like it's like, at first I didn't know that I liked it. I was like talking to one of the guys at work. I'm like, I don't know that I like this show. Cause it's so vulgar. Like they drop, I mean, they just, every other word is the F word. And it's like obnoxious. And that is usually a really big turnoff for me, you know, but all the other things that the show does is also just like really good. So it's been one of those things where I'm like, kind of getting past you know like some of the of just the bad writing when it comes to dialogue and it's it, and, and the other problem i had with it too is everyone is just it's just stupid so this is like basically an <laughs> r-rated guardians of the galaxy is, is the way i would put it <clears throat> i can appreciate that yeah i've heard i've heard a lot of people being like yeah he's the deadpool the dc universe yeah, yeah. Like when he was inter- he did an interview, and basically they were like, "Yeah, you got to be a douchebag cat in America," and that's exactly what it is, you know. <laughs> and it's really funny. So, um, did you watch the latest Suicide Squad movie? I did. I actually okay. went to theater. I went to theaters and saw that. Okay, one. so so you're familiar with his take on peace? Yeah, he's making. Yeah, it. so yeah, so yeah, it's like that, but not nonstop. That scene of him and Idris Elba on the on the beach where he's like somebody eating a bag of dicks and he's like if this whole beach was was dicks and i had to eat them for peace i would eat every one of them or something like that yeah like that's pretty much the show an hour like nonstop, an hour at a time like that's that's the show and it's awesome it's like really funny and there's also he does these little like dance numbers in the show because he loves classic rock so he's listening to classic rock and dancing and singing and John Cena kills that role and just kills it. It's, it's, it's once you start watching it, I think you're going to get hooked. I think you're going to be like, well, probably that. Well, yeah. it can buy, it, it combines two of my favorite things. The era of wrestling that I like actually re- like thoroughly remember. Yep. And DC universe. So there you go. Problem solved. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few times in the fight scenes. He kind of does some of his, uh, some of his moves too, like his shoulder tackle. He does. <laughs> so it's a couple of times. As a matter of fact, on episode seven in particular, I was like, Oh, that's uh he's getting ready to do the five moves of doom. He's going to end it with a five knuckle shuffle, but he didn't, he didn't do it, but that would be funny. Yep. <clears throat> it's pretty good. All right. So I guess this is the, where we need to head on over to our backlog beat down and our leaderboards. So it's a, it's going to be a nice, even easy show. I don't know if I just made a bunch of noise moving my microphone, but uh, yeah, not too bad. Okay. Just a little bit. A little I, was trying, just a I, was, meat. Just, I was trying not to do the whole party foul. Um, did you want to do the uh, backlog beatdown first? Uh, yeah, we could do that. I got the leaderboards pulled up. So if you want to run through the uh, backlog beatdown real quick, we can do Perfect. that. Perfect. All right. So backlog beatdown in first place, we have CJ with 33 points. This, this, oh, yeah, a second. Let me make sure. Okay. Yeah. 
CJ with 33 points. Second place, Resident Daryl with 25 points, which doesn't count the game that I just beat, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to claim that until next week. Um, third place, Diego, 25 points. Uh, next, we have Gareth with 21. Joseph Priestley with 16. Redbeard Rick with 16. Uh, we've got JT with 15. Corey with 9. I'm styling on you, bro, with 8. Uh, shout out to him. He actually uh, he, he actually made a comment earlier. He said he's already gotten more points on this backlog beatdown than he did the entirety of last, last one. And that is the truth. So we got Noah the Builder with eight. We got Zach Ledford with eight. Does that sound yeah, right, I've Zach? Been, yeah, I've been slacking. I haven't finished any since I went on vacation. It's all good, man. You gotta have you gotta have some vacation. Well, I've actually started doing since we were talking since we talked about our goals. I actually uh, started fulfilling some of my New Year's resolutions. I'm starting to play uh, my. I'm playing Apex competitively right now. Like all I every time I get on it, like. Grinding ranked, grinding ranked, grinding ranked. I I, ground, I I grinded to from the bottom of bronze a, last season in like three days. I grinded to platinum. So, gotcha. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> let's see. We got Tricky Mick with seven, which actually I think Tricky he should uh, be at nine, I believe. Yeah, because he, he just finished, plat- he just finished Fallen Order. He didn't platinum it. He finished he he finished it because we're everybody's talking about him. Uh, Playing playing legit games but not platting them. Yep, yep, yep. I just talked uh we I just talked to him a little while ago, so um then we got uh Homer gets stuff with six, Jared with five, uh MZ with five, Alex with three, Yield with three, T Bird with three, uh Jim with two, James McCall with two. Okay, so I just want to give a little 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 shout out to James. And so we there's so someone's wrong with the formula with his. Like I don't know what it is, but uh his stuff is still not populating correctly. So um Jim is on the job. He is going to fix uh the spreadsheet for us. I know he had already kind of updated it, but apparently uh some of James's points in his column were were giving points to someone else. And so I think we got it squared away. So whenever we update for next week, that would that one should be right because I know for a fact his isn't correct because that's still he's still short another game or two. So um, John Michael with two, Kali with two, Levi with two, and Spider Packs with two. So unfortunately, yeah, we got a, I know for a fact a couple of those still need to be updated. So um, if you're interested in being a part of the backlog beatdown, all you got to do is when you beat your games, post your screenshots, your trophy pops, your achievement pops, whatever it is, showing that you beat the game. Uh, and the way we score everything is if you beat a game that came out in 2022, you get one point. If you 100% platinum, 100% or platinum that game, <clears throat> excuse me, you get another point. If you uh, beat a game that came out before 2022, it's two points. You know, we show you reward you for uh, playing games that are on the backlog. So, but yeah. So, uh, Zach, you want to knock out our uh, leaderboards? Let's do it. So heading over to the true achievements leaderboard. Uh from out of nowhere, we have a surprising uh addition to our leaderboards. Mr. Sadic with ten thousand three hundred and thirty gamer points ga- achievement points. Good lord, that's amazing. Right. He was playing the last thing he was playing was Taiko no Tatsujin, the drum master. That's and awesome. then moving over to second place, we got I'm styling on your bro, the salt in the simulation uh Playing some uh, Firewatch with 2,675 achievement points. 
And then in third place, the Alpha Seagal playing the same thing, Taiko no Tatsujin, the drum master. There we go. And I've never heard of that game, but that's awesome. They're uh, getting some freaking points. Yeah, they got they got to be co-oping it. And then oh. we won't we, we won't take it too too much further down. But you're, we got your own in, we we got your own the bearded nerd in fourth place. There you go. And then we got GDI Master Ace in fifth place. There you go. Shout out James McCall. And heading over to the True Trophies leaderboard in first place, we have the Akfak. Uh, the affectatious donk Jesus, I can't speak today. <laughs> yeah. uh, playing Dimension Drive, he has nine hundred nine trophies this week. Dude, that's killer! But it's getting close to the end of the uh, trophy competition. So yeah, it's a trophy competition. So he's got to like pump them out because everybody's getting cutthroat over there. Yeah, but he was playing Dimension Drive, and then we had Redbeard Rick in second place with fifty trophies, playing some Batman Arkham Origins. And then the Loot Bros own No Show Joe in third place playing uh, Vampire or Vampire, however you want to say it. The weird YR Vampire. That's an RPG Vampire. Um, And then we'll just take it. Steigenwolf 4 is in fourth place with 28 trophies playing Wreckfest. And then the original Loot Bro, Resident Daryl, in fifth place playing GTA 3. Yep, I've gotten a few trophies today, so I should be around thirty personally. But yeah, I didn't update it, so I, I didn't actually sync my um uh my PlayStation trophies account. So, mm. but it's all good. It's all yeah, good because yeah, because I actually just so since we've been on the show, I've popped like five achievements. So, <laughs> but, all right, cool deal. So yeah, if you want to participate in any of that stuff, guys and gals, all you got to do is, uh, as far as the leaderboards go, go to truetrophies.com or trueachievements.com. Uh, sign yourself up a profile, link it with your platform of choice, and then join the Loot Bros Podcast custom leaderboard. And what we tend to do is we just read out the top three, top five, whatever it is. You know, you guys just popping trophies, popping achievements. Every now and again, we'll have some of the uh, the real heavy hitters in the various um, you know, trophy hunting and achievement hunting communities jump in and they show us how it's done. Every now and again, you have some of you guys who just play randomly, play for fun, who just uh, show up and freaking, you know, you had a good week, you had a good month. So, and if we see new names pop out on there, we definitely try to, you know, seek you guys out and give you a shout out for, uh, yeah, for, for participating. So we definitely want to include you guys from the community as much as possible. So speaking of the community, Zach, we got a handful of community questions. <clears throat> we do. We have quite a few this week. Yeah, I'm going to tie them into uh, the actual topics. So this this week's official topic and community questions are all going to kind of go hand in hand. Um because, uh, you know, they, they, uh, what I did was this week, I don't usually do this, but I actually put out there kind of like, hey, these are some of the things that we want to talk about. Uh, where, what do you, what, how do you feel about it? You know, kind of what do you guys think? And so, um, you know, a couple of the different stories that I wanted to bring up to you, Zach, I want us to discuss on the show was just some of the big newsy things that have happened that we haven't necessarily covered. So we're not really a news show. We do general gaming stuff. We tend to, you know, fiddle fart around talk about our community more than anything <laughs> you know we uh we, we, we talk, talk about, about poop socks there you go uh, speaking of poop socks matter of fact well, I, well since you brought it up 
You finally got our poop sock merch made. It, I'm, it's getting work done right now. So we have a we. Ha- all right, listen to me, JT. Listen real close. I'm launching us a new merch store. Uh, it, it'll be up in the coming weeks. It's going to be a um, <clears throat> uh, what do they call those print shops? You know, the online print shops, print to order. Yeah, it's going to be one of those print to order shops. Uh, you know, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to set the price as low as I can. The particular store that I'm going to use is going to be called, uh, I think, Store Frontier. That's what I use for my band's uh, T-shirts. And, you know, they give you the option to set your price. Now, there's like, they charge like 12 or 13 bucks or whatever, 14, 15 bucks. I don't even remember. They charge a certain amount per shirt no matter what. And then typically, they let you start your shirt price out at like $20 and go up. So that the, you know, the the... The artist or the podcast or the YouTube or whatever can make some money because obviously this is a way that we use to fund doing the show. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm launching the new Loot Bros merchandise you know, shop. It's going to be one of those print to order places. And I'm going to set the cost to where I don't make anything, you know, like I think I, I think a dollar is roughly what it's going to come up to when I was kind of figuring it out. Um, <clears throat> per shirt. And the reason why I'm going to do that is I want you guys to be able to get, you know what I'm saying? Loot bros merchandise. Um, as like cheap as possible, you know? So, uh, I want you, if, if, if I can set the, the price to 15 bucks, I will, if I can, if I have to set $18, I will, whatever, you know, whatever it comes up to once we finally get the new designs in, and put them up there. And like I said, I want to make it as cheap as possible. So I want people to have Loot Bros merchandise. I don't care anything about making money off of it. You know, if you guys want to support us financially, head over to the Patreon. You know, uh, the Patreon takes care of all the expenses of the show right now. And because our patrons have been so generous, I'm able to hire an artist to redo all of our merchandise. And so that's where all the money's going right now. Between that and paying for the games that we're pledged to play, yeah, you know, like the Patreon is, yeah, you know, that's a hundred percent of the funds right there. So essentially, as long as the show is paying for itself, we'll keep making content, keep doing the thing. Um, Even if the show ain't paying for itself, I'm still gonna keep making I mean, content. We still, we still did, we, we still did, we did for years. The show was losing money because we had to pay hosting fees. I've always had to pay, you know, to hire an artist, whatever. Um, anytime well, we, we got some artists hanging around now, yeah, we got a few of them. So. But, uh, but yeah, I, what I'd love to do is eventually get to where we have such a swath of merchandise on the show that we have just the coolest podcast, mer- you know, merchandise store, you know, like I want to have 20, 30 designs on there. I want things that are awesome. And so just to kind of give you guys a heads up on a couple of the designs as the, as we go through the you know, approval you know, stages, you know, obviously Josh Adams is who I've hired to do our stuff. Uh, I love Josh. I love his work. Um, he does all the stuff for Ninja Loop. You know, he does, uh, he, he did the Driftcast logo. Um, he did the actual Loop Bros podcast logo that we use. And, um, he does a lot of work for a lot of people. He, he does a lot of work for a lot of bands that I associate with. And so, uh, dude's awesome. And of course he's doing comic book stuff for legacy comics who, who we had on the show. So, um, Josh is our go-to artist. We're going to have him do all our stuff. But one of the first five initial designs that are coming out is going to be a poop sock. So 
I know JT has been asking for a long time and I promised you it was going to happen. It is going to happen. Uh, we're going to, we're going to launch the store with five to six initial designs. It's going to be five brand new ones. And then the, you know, loop bros podcast logo that we use on everything will be like the sixth design. So you can have just a standard loop bros podcast shirt. Um, and then some fun wild stuff. So I threw some ideas out there. Josh is working on them, but he's like, He's a busy guy. You know what I'm saying? The dude does art for everyone under the sun. So as this stuff. Now he's drawing a comic. Yeah. He's got his own comic series too. He's got his own personal comic series that he's trying to get published and he's working for legacy comics as well. So man busy. Yeah. And who knows once we have cutthroat comics on, he might do stuff for them too. So, Uh, but yeah, I wanted to put it out there. You know, this is what's going on working on some cool stuff. So with that being said, you know, we threw it out there that we're recording. We wanted to talk about maybe some of the Xbox Activision stuff, the PlayStation Bungie stuff, and then, uh, you know, the Steam Deck. So that is apparently out now. I didn't, I didn't even know it was out yet. I didn't even know people had Steam Decks in their hand yet. I didn't either. I thought it, it's still on, like, I think it's still in the pre-stage. And, and it might just be that, you know, maybe the first wave of, like, you know, influencers have them. I don't know. But um, Well, they did a pre-order <clears throat> thing for them. Right, um, right. And I got and, and I got the invite to that. It just wasn't like you know, it wasn't something that I wanted to drop three hundred dollars on quite yet. I was just like, yeah. Well Kali, all I think I think Kali pre ordered one. I'm not sure if she's gotten hers yet, but um shout out to Jared, friend of the show. He wrote he actually sent me a bunch of messages and he goes, Have you seen the size comparisons of the Steam Deck um and the other handhelds? And I was like, No, I hadn't I didn't know it was out yet. So he sent me all the screenshots where they sized up everything, like all the different handhelds leading up to, you know what I'm saying, the Nintendo Switch, the uh, Vita, the, uh, the the Nintendo DS, the freaking Switch, the um, the Sega Game Gear, everything. It was wild. And so, anyways, I actually used the, the Vita and the Steam Deck size comparison um, in the photo to promote it, but we wanted to kind of know what you guys thought about everything. So I'm going to read, you know, as we kind of navigate through these topics, I'm going to read through, um, some of these, uh, you know, community questions and comments and we'll kind of see where we land. Uh, so, uh, one of my friends from high school, year, long time friend, uh, former bandmate, all that stuff, Alex Roberts writes in, he just says that he wants a steam deck big time. And, uh, so how do you, how do you feel about the steam deck there, Zach? Um, I see it being a very, very beneficial thing. One thing that I really wish they would have done is gave it, um, so it works. It, it's Wi-Fi based. It's internet based. Uh, I wish they would have implemented like a cellular service into it. Uh, they like probably, the yeah, kind of, uh, but more like your like modern day, like iPads and everything like, you know, I can, my iPad has service with Verizon, so I can take it anywhere. I can play games like download stuff. Um, I can work on things like I like, like I was working on drawing right for the show. I didn't have to have it connected to my internet um, to download different stuff for like Procreate and and some of the other apps. It's it just makes it really really convenient, um, especially like if you're traveling somewhere and you don't have internet. So for like the Steam like Steam Deck purposes, I wish that you didn't have <laughs> to have a dedicated Wi-Fi signal. Um, I, I know you're going to be able to download stuff onto it and it comes in, I think it's three different sizes. Yeah. It comes in a 64 gig, which is not great. Uh, a two fifty six and a five twelve. 
Yeah, that five twelve is going to fill up quick, well, and that's the biggest size. Yeah. Also, with that, you get different screens too. So right. It's not just the 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 memory size. There's also like better quality versions. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just but what like looking at it in that regard, but I don't want to pay five hundred and some odd dollars for half like half a terabyte. <laughs> yeah. Like that's cool you're putting a computer you're putting a tiny computer in my hands and all but you know I, the storage if i if i'm going to to buy this the system or console or however they want whatever they want to call it if i'm going to buy this mini computer like i want like i you can I, you can upgrade the storage and all that but i don't want to spend 500 on this yeah, and yeah. then spend another 200 dollars on another ssd to put in it at that point i'm just better off buying a vita switch like whatever yeah, you I want. All the yeah, you can, <laughs> yeah. can buy a Vita Switch and Nintendo DS. I can buy I, I, I can buy the old game gear. Yeah, I can buy a game gear. I can buy everything. Yeah. Yeah, I uh I I kind of agree. Like, and I've I've done actually Kali and I did a uh Patreon episode on the Steam Deck when we first launched the Patreon. And uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. I actually kind of want to tie it in with uh yeah, again, I'm moving my mic, so hopefully that doesn't make a bunch of noise on the end. Uh, uh, Diego writes in and says, are any of you planning on purchasing the steam deck? He says, I've never played PC. So it seems like the perfect way to check out steam and the titles that have been exclusive to PC in a portable way. Um, so I'm going to stop with that when he asks other questions too, but yeah, as far as the steam Deck goes, I think I want one personally, but I just, because I really like the Vita and you know, steam has achievements. I have the switch, but I don't like to use the switch. It doesn't have the onboard achievement system. And I know that right. sounds dumb. And I've said this before, but there's something about adding to that number that makes me feel like all of my time is worth something in the sense that like, if I'm going to play a game, you know, on a platform, I'm growing some unified meta meta game, you know what I'm saying? Unified system of trophies and achievements i don't mind playing on xbox because i'm growing my gamer score you know i don't mind playing on playstation because i'm growing my trophy count i don't mind playing on steam when i did play on steam i haven't played it in a while uh because i'm growing my steam achievement you know account now granted i play on pc less than anything because i've uninstalled all that stuff from my pc since my my you know hard drive and ram burnout of my last you know <clears throat> setup or whatever but right. uh, yeah, I, I think this, I would play the Steam Deck because it would get me into that ecosystem more than just like getting cheap games. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna let me go back and revisit some of my favorites in a portable capacity, and maybe I'll work on the uh, Steam achievement lists. You know, um, there's a lot of horror games that never came out of console. One of them called Crying is Not Enough. Like it's a third person Resident Evil style horror game that I played on Steam because that's the only place to play it. You know. Uh, and it's it's awesome. So um, there's 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 certain games that I would definitely there's certain games that are better to play on on Steam, like Daymare, like the console version Daymare versus the Steam version Daymare. I own them both. It is way better to play on Steam than it is on console. <clears throat> so uh, Matt writes in. Oh, well, actually, no, no. Josh, our artist and co-host of the Loot Bros Comic Cast, writes in. Says he actually posts a GIF of Mindy from the Mindy Project. I think that's what it's called. 
And it says, uh, I have a lot of questions. Number one, how dare you? And I posted a picture of the Steam Deck and the Vita size comparison. And the Vita is like a third of the size of the Steam Deck. Right. And uh, and that was a, a beautiful response because it, that is insane. Like the Steam Deck, like it, it, the button placement is so high on that handheld. Like I can't imagine that that's going to be comfortable. Like not only is it so high up, but like the buttons are at the very very top of the pla- of the actual handheld. You're going to have six inches of girth hanging out past your palm. Like I don't know. I want to. I want to hold one of those because I got to know how that feels. Not that I want to know what six inches of girth feels like, but I want to know what it feels like to hold that. And it'll the screen. The screen itself is it's seven inches. It's not the only thing seven inches around here, buddy. Well, we know you're talking about the length of your controller, so that's right. From stem to stern, <laughs> from one palm rest to the other palm rest. That's right. That's right. So yeah, it looks wild. I want to have one. Like, uh, I want to try it. <clears throat> I feel like the Nintendo Switch is so close to what I want. Right. But, but like, this is this was kind of the breaking point for me. Last year for the Backlog Beatdown, I brought the Switch to work with me. And on my breaks, I was playing um, the Resident Evil games. And I beat a couple Switch games last year. Not many. I think around five total. Uh, but like I was playing the switch and it had all of the in game achievement prompts, right? So when I would do certain things in Resident Evil 5, an actual achievement icon would pop up and it would say achievement unlocked for doing certain tasks in the game. And I was like, oh my gosh, there it triggered the dopamine response. There we go. This is awesome. The problem was it, it didn't mean anything. And so it was in the game and it was cool, but like, it didn't matter and it frustrated me i'm like this is built into the games nintendo all you got to do is is add something to your firmware it's like okay boom here you go even if they didn't do it for first party even if they just said here's our in-game star system you know coin system or even if you know, and they're like hey every game that has trophies and achievements that are going to unlock on every other platform will also unlock here and we'll give you this total, you know? And it just like, it's so frustrating that Nintendo is so hell bent on doing their, like their own thing. Even if their own thing means nothing. Right. Hey, Nintendo's worth le- less than Activision Blizzard and Xbox just bought them. Maybe, maybe, maybe we can buy Nintendo. Well, you know, they tried. I don't know if you've uh, watched that Power On documentary. Huh? Yeah, I don't remember if they said it there or if it was just in an interview, but they said, yeah, they tried to buy Nintendo. Nintendo flew them out, brought them into a boardroom, laughed in their faces, and then flew them back home. Hey, well, at least Nintendo paid for them to come out. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, and they, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, and this will kind of tie into some of the other questions we have. But like right now, Activision just got scooped up by Microsoft. Bungie just right. got scooped up by PlayStation. You know what Nintendo's response was? We're not buying anybody. If you don't have Nintendo DNA, they don't see it beneficial to work with you. That's what they said. 
which I mean, I got to admire that stick to your guns, you know, like you got your homegrown talent, you got your Nintendo formula. It obviously works because Nintendo sells more first party games on their platform than any of their competitors do. You know, Nintendo sells sells more copies of animal crossing than PlayStation will of every one of their first party games. So it's like what they're doing works. But it's like that stubborn Nintendo way, or it's just like, oh, come on, guys. I mean, if it works, if it works, why try to fix it? You know, I I agree. You know, and the thing is, I feel that same way about some of the things that Sony does. So it's kind of like, I get it. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But uh, but uh, it's just it's crazy. So um, Diego also writes in. He says, "Do you?" <clears throat> he says, "Do you see Sony uh, purchase?" Do you see the Sony purchase of Bungie for over $3 billion unnecessary considering the fact that Bungie remains independent and are only going to act like consultants for them? Could that amount of money be uh, have been used in a better way, like investing in their own studios or purchasing, let's say, Sega? Um, what do you think about that, Zach? What do you think about um, Sony's purchase of Bungie in general? And then what do you think about their uh, proposed autonomy as well? Okay, so what drives me nuts um, is Bungie made the original Halo games, and then they wanted to get away from, and it's been said, it's been said in our group already, but they wanted to get away from Microsoft so they could develop their own title. You know, they weren't t- so they weren't tied down, but now they're tying themselves down to the uh, allegedly what their competition was for years. Yep. Well, they also got tied down to Activision for years, and they left. Right. The- Right, so why are you going to trade? You're essentially just trading one evil for the for the next, yeah. and that, now you're going to be controlled by Sony. They're going to say, "Hey, you can or cannot make this," you know. And Destiny, when when they made Destiny free to play, it saw one of its biggest um, player count jumps in in forever, and it's one of the very few games that I know has cross progression, which is which is nuts. So. When I started playing Destiny 2, I only owned a PlayStation. I played the whole thing on PlayStation. Uh, so it was it was really nice when I was like, okay, well, I don't have a PlayStation now. Um, what do I do? And I was like, oh, I didn't know you could do this. So now I can play my same characters on my PC and my Xbox and still have everything. Yep. Like, that, that, that was smart, but now they're not going to be able to, like, I, I, it's going to be just like Call of Duty because they're they just announced a Warzone two and a sequel to Modern Warfare twenty nineteen. Yep. Um, and those are going to be Xbox exclusives. The new Warzone is going to be Xbox exclusive. Sucks to suck. Did it say um, it was exclusive? Because it's they going, ju- it, it, there's there's no way that they're going to announce Warzone no, two because they just said that they were not only because actually Phil Spencer just said last week not only are they not going to be exclusive that that I mean. They're going to fulfill the deal with Sony because Sony not only has uh, the marketing rights with Call of Duty, but had like the DLC rights. So they said they're going to fulfill those contracts and then go even farther. They were going to, I mean, Phil just said this past week that they are going to, going to extend, they're going to continue to work with Sony even past the current contracts that they have. So I see you had a visitor. Yeah, she came in to tell me good night. No, that's that's my little turd. She yep. was like, "Hey, I love you, Dad, and good night." So, um, yeah. So, okay. So, what they're doing is, is the next one's going to skip out on PS4 and Xbox One, is what it is, right? 
they're going to launch it launch it solely on PS5 and uh, Series X, which really sucks because still can't find any of those. Yeah, I st- I can't. We we um. So my father in law, since all of us or uh, all of his children moved away, he gave his PS4 to his uh, his son. And so he doesn't really have a gaming console anymore. He was like, all right, well, I'm just going to get me one of the new ones. And I obviously, as I do vouch for Xbox and game in, in game pass, but um, we couldn't, we called everywhere. We called six different game stops, two different best buys, three different Walmarts, two targets in California, mind you. And not a single one of them had them. The Walmart closest to them hasn't had any of either of those consoles since release. Well, you know, I, they have never touched, set foot in any of the stores local here. I mean, there's signs on the doors like that. These retailers are not even putting them in the stores. They're just strictly selling them online. Like, like there's signs in all the WalMarts here and the Best Buy. Like, we do not have any of the new of the the new gen consoles. Like, we're not carrying them in the store. Well, the the thing the thing about it too is is they you know they're starting to like get restocks here and there, but for all of us that want to buy them, it's almost impossible. People are still and I and I hate it so much because there's so many people who are like, oh, I'm gonna buy this scalping. Yep. yep. Like, and, and they're still using bots to do it, and no one and no one's done anything to fix it. Yep. Well, that's why Sony's taking pre-orders for the PSVR two strictly through themselves. They're not even sending them the pre-orders through the retailers so the bots can't scout can't get them it's it's, it's wild probably um, the smartest thing that anybody's done in a long time honestly yeah i mean that's the only way to control that's the only way to combat the scalper problem you know and and the thing is is microsoft and xbox i mean microsoft and playstation they're they're get they're selling their consoles they don't care <clears throat> i mean realistically it's like right. they don't they're they're i mean it doesn't matter if a scalper buys it or the customer buys it like it's getting purchased and really, and they sell to the retailer anyway. So it's not, you know, what the retailer does with it. It's their own fault. It's kind of their own problem, but um, I guess to get back onto the topic at hand. Um, so to answer Diego's question, I, I, I think that it's a, it's a complicated and multi-layered situation. Now I said this on trophy horse earlier. I've been listening to this uh, legal analyst. Uh, it's a, he's a lawyer. His name is Rick Hogue, Richard Hogue, I believe. And he has a YouTube show called um, <clears throat> uh, Virtual Legality. Now, this dude brokers big deals between you know different companies and stuff. And he's been breaking down like all the legal ramifications of all the different things that have gone on in the video game industry lately. And he's guested on some podcasts that I listen to as well. And the long and short of what we're seeing is an arms race for the next big battle. And it's going to be fought through streaming services. Essentially. Those aren't his words. Those are my words. Um, But this whole thing with Bungie was all about, you know, uh, arming Spartacus, the next Sony streaming, you know, platform, their answer to game pass. Uh, If you look at it from the thousand foot bird's eye view, uh, it's it's like this. It's like uh, Xbox just bought Activision, which gives them Call of Duty for Game Pass. Yeah, they're going to sell Call of Duty on PlayStation because that's where the money's at. I mean, the number one selling game on PlayStation every year is Call of Duty. So now 
Xbox is going to get a 70% rip of all those sales. And they're going to position it like this. You can go over there and pay $70 for Call of Duty. Or you can come over here and play Call of Duty free with your Game Pass subscription. You know, and I think they're going to sway a lot of people that way. Um, and apparently, according to Jim Ryan and uh, all these different parties involved, that Sony's been trying to buy or in talks to buy uh, Bungie for over six months. So technically, they've been in talks to buy Bungie since before the Activision deal was announced. So, uh, you know, the whole thing is, uh, and also, apparently, according to rumors, that the Activision deal kind of started this whole this whole proposal started in November. So technically, if the rumors are to be believed from a third party, not even someone who's you know PlayStation or Sony leaning, it's someone who analyzes everything from a legal aspect. That PlayStation has been trying to buy Bungie for longer than Activision offered to sell itself. You know, uh, as Activision approached Microsoft, Microsoft didn't approach Activision. So uh, Activision approached Microsoft, Microsoft right. responded. So, you know, this isn't like a reaction thing. Both of these two entities, Sony and Microsoft, are trying to scoop up big name talent and big IP uh, to keep on their streaming services. Now, obviously, Game Pass is already successful and has, in my opinion, has just really sealed the deal to remain successful. Like, it, it it's like... It was going to stay afloat. Now it's like, okay, this is le- like legitimately having the biggest game released every single year as a Game Pass, you know, day and date release. That, that to me, that was like the biggest thing they could have done. Um, so, with that being said, you know, Sony's over here looking around like, you know, what what can we do for our subscription service that we're getting ready to release? Sony does not have a really good first person shooter. So Bungie provides all of that. Now, Bungie notoriously does not play nice, right? Bungie was problematic for Microsoft. They didn't like the leadership. They didn't like working with them. And they asked to be released. And they were. They lost Halo, but they started Destiny. But then Bungie went and signed up with Activision. And then reportedly didn't play nice. You know, the two parties were not happy with each other. I mean, all of the different little press releases they would have go out one after the other show they weren't getting along. You know, Activision says, hey, we're not happy with uh, Bungie or with, with, me, with Destiny's numbers. Bungie comes out with a press release and says, oh, we're more than happy. You know, I've been listening to these breakdowns for years, you know, and like Bungie was not easy to deal with and they didn't like whatever governing that Activision had over them. So they left. You know, now two times now they've already broken out of deals with huge partners, you know. Now then they turn around and they just seemingly sell to PlayStation out of nowhere, which again, that's, you know, none, we'll, we'll never really know what started that conversation. But apparently in the language, now this is again coming from a legal, someone who, ha, you know, is a lawyer and then breaks down all the legal lingo. Essentially, all of this autonomy that they're promised from Sony is part of the deal. You know, it was like $2 million essentially, or $2.6 million or whatever, or excuse me, $2.6 billion to buy Bungie. And then a billion dollars of essentially retention bonuses 
built into the deal so that all the talent would stay. And apparently, again, according to the rumors, the reason why Sony bought Bungie was not so much to uh, to get Destiny, although Destiny is a big deal, um, but it was to acquire that talent. And according to the different, you know, the various press releases that have come out from Herman Hulse and from Jim Ryan, the Bungie deal uh, keep, gives them the talent. Obviously, they have the they have they have a first person shooter in their wallet now in their portfolio. They have all that talent they're retaining, and that talent is then then going to be working with Sony Studios, which they've already announced that. But they also said they're trying to launch multiple live service games, and they they said that Bungie has already figured the formula out. They have already, you know, had all of the growing pains, and now Destiny is extremely successful. So they want to glean that knowledge off of them, for better or for worse to do more live service stuff. And I think a lot of that has to do with Spartacus, you know, you know, Sony's getting ready to launch their service. What are they going to need on it? They're going to need stuff. That's going to bring in money more so than the subscription model. And then you can do that with live service games. Do I think that's a good idea? Personally? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I love any of this, you know, Sony kind of broke their mold and broke their model of buying studios that they typically work with. You know, they broke right. their, they broke their, it's, it's all the, the difference between the two companies has been Microsoft seems to just buy whatever's available, but that's not so much an Xbox thing. That's a Microsoft thing. Microsoft buys everybody. Uh, Microsoft buys bought LinkedIn, Microsoft bought, buys all kinds of stuff. You know, it's like there doesn't always seem to be a rhyme or reason. There's something in the bean counting. And then Microsoft's like, boom, let's buy that. We need it. Microsoft is a business company. That's what Huge. they are. They're not just a gaming company. Right. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like Sony is a tech company. They're a video company. That's what they are. You know, when it, when it all boils down to it at the end of the day, they are a, a video entertainment company. Right. Microsoft is a computer software company. Yep. That that's what it boils down to. They're two separate companies. So I like I get it. Um and and now they're trying to compete in the only similar field they have. Yep. And one has a bigger wallet than the other, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I mean like 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 we said, there you know, there's not a million people going out and and buying Sony Blu-ray players and all this other jazz, you know what I'm saying? And and, and even if they are, they're what? I'm spending $50 on a Blu-ray player. We got people going out and Spending fifty dollars on on a on a key for Microsoft for Windows, like yeah, well, not only that, but everything under Microsoft's umbrella is a subscription service now. I mean, Windows, uh, I mean, all Microsoft Office, all that stuff is freaking subscription. Yeah, service. and it's one of the largest, like, largest utilized. Um, that's a good way to put it, I guess. Um, like variety softwares that there is yeah, out there. Pre- presentations, you know, how many companies use Excel to balance their 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 their, Dude, their checkbooks? Yeah, absolutely. I use Excel every day at work. So, yeah. But with that being said, so, you know, this is diversifying. And we, we talked about this on Trophy Horrors earlier. Uh, this is Sony diversifying their portfolio. Uh, it is a different move than we're used to out of Sony. Is it a good move? I don't know. Will Bungie be around forever? Who knows? I'm sure in that deal somewhere that there is some legal lingo that will not allow Bungie to behave the way they've behaved with their previous two partners. No. Um, and essentially, they're allowing uh, Bungie to behave the way Mojang behaves in the Microsoft platform. 
And I, and this isn't original to me. I didn't come up with this, but I was listening to sacred symbols. And that's something that Colin Moriarty had posted, you know, or had, had, had pitched. And I think that's really brilliant. You know, you know, Microsoft paid $2 billion for Minecraft, you know, and Minecraft is multi-platform. And we didn't know they were coming up with Minecraft Dungeons. Okay. So on a surface, they pay $2 billion for one game, a game that had been out for a decade on every platform. Like, right. how does that make sense? But the just the royalties and the licensing rights for, for Minecraft alone generates billions of dollars in revenue. Like if you look at like the, the merchandise, I mean, there's Minecraft shirts in every department store everywhere. You know? Like, like the, the Minecraft mod community, the, the Minecraft streaming community. The Mi- I mean, Minecraft has its own con, you know? Uh, Minecraft is huge. And Xbox owns them, but, my, but Mojang does its own thing. They, 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 work with, they work with Minecraft and they support Minecraft. And then they came out with Minecraft Dungeons. And in theory, if you think for $2 billion, and that was what, five or six years ago, $2 billion? Right. You know? But for $2 billion, they're like, you would think, okay, I spent all this money. We're going to, the next game is definitely exclusive. What they do? Release it multi platform, you know, and they're servicing that game as well. So I think that that, again, not original to me, but I think that's what Bungie is for Sony. Destiny is going to be everywhere. Destiny's already tried and true. Destiny already has its, its model and it works, you know. Now Sony can glean all that information, all that talent. They can use all that tech, you know, that, that is, you know, proprietary to Bungie and they can create new shooters. They can implement those things into their new games. They can have that talent teach their other guys. Hey, this is, this is what makes shooting so good in destiny. No one can deny that destiny isn't phenomenal to play, you know, like shooting wise, it's second. It's really, uh, I mean, destiny and halo to me are some of the best shooters in the world. Oh, 110%. So if you look at that, you know, now you, now, now that's in your house. Now that's in your wallet, you know, in your portfolio. And on top of that, the, you know, the language they were using was that destiny is going to be multimedia, not just multi-platform. So, you know, uh, Bungie said they were excited to work with Sony because you, know, it's going to be a multimedia. They're going to be, T- television shows, movies, um, memorabilia, like the, the actual merchandise side of things. I mean, you got to think, Bungie has said more than once they want to be like a Star Wars. They want to have movies and shows and books and comics and all that stuff. And so, I mean, Sony has Sony Pictures. Yeah. Yeah, Sony, I can see that. Sony, uh, Sony Pictures owns um, multiple huge studios that make movies. It's like every time I watch a movie, it's like, oh, this is a Sony company, Columbia, Sony company, MGM, you know, like all these. I was just watching movies last night. And it's like I couldn't believe three out of four of them were Sony, Sony produced movies. Sony owns Sony Pictures owns Constantine Films. So. That, that might not be right. I think they're yeah, They're associated yeah. in some way. Either way, it doesn't yeah. matter. It yeah. does, it, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, I, I just I saw Sony's name so many times yesterday. I just I, it's kind of all getting blurry now. So to answer your question, Diego, after 20 minutes of talking about it, uh, (laughs) is this money well spent? Well, clearly the bean counters at Sony think it is. And it's negotiating tool, you know? Oh, Xbox, you got Call of Duty? Well, we have Bungie. I mean, we have Destiny. Now, as long as you're playing nice, we'll play nice. You know, 
Yeah, sure. Destiny, a bungee, you guys, uh, you guys need full autonomy, full, you know, you're the creators of your own, you know, you're the, the, the captains of your own ship. Yeah, whatever. Sure. They own them at the end of the day. Sure. There might be some, some legal, you know, negotiating things, but at the end of the day, they are a subsidiary of Sony now and their um, obligation is to the shareholders of Sony now. You know, even though Bungie has its own shareholders, Bungie has its own board, all that stuff, like they are owned by Sony. So as long as everyone is behaving and playing by the rules that they're laying out in this contract they're working on for the next six months to a year, however long it takes to close this deal, then everybody's going to be happy. But I think that the biggest thing, you know, the last layer of it all, and this goes for both uh, Xbox and Activision and PlayStation with Bungie is that we don't know what these studios are cooking behind the scenes. Right. The, the rumor is that De- that uh, Destiny, geez, that Bungie has a Overwatch style hero shooter that it's getting ready to launch. And you know who doesn't have one of those? PlayStation. Yep. So now this could again be mul- a multi-platform game. But just because it's multi-platform doesn't mean that Sony's not going to make their money. They make 70% off of everything bought and sold on other platforms. You know, the platform holder gets a 30% rip of that stuff. So, you know, just like it's going to be mutually beneficial for Call of Duty to be on both platforms, you know, Xbox can give it away on Game Pass for quote-unquote free with your membership. But you know what? There's people who've been playing on PlayStation forever. Their friends are on PlayStation. They're still going to pay $60, $70 a year for their Call of Duty. Yeah. You know? So Xbox is going to get 70% of that every single time. So, you know, it's, it's all this business stuff, all this stuff is, it's going to, somebody down the line is counting all the beans and that's where all this makes sense. And the rest of us are just kind of looking at it going, I don't know how that makes sense. I, I would do things differently. But I don't have $3 billion to spend to make that decision. So it doesn't really matter what I think at the end of the day. Um, and then the last part of his question, he says, could money, could that amount of money be used better, like investing in your own studios and per- or purchasing something like Sega? I think that both of the, all of these things can be true at the same time. And all of these things are reportedly happening. So both Microsoft and places, PlayStation said they're not done. So. Guys, we might wake up tomorrow and then someone else gets is already bought, you know, which this stuff takes months to to happen. So they're already working on other deals. Um, on top of that, like PlayStation has, I mean, this this just this past week, um, multiple studios within PlayStation are expanding. Some of these places are opening up new locations. Naughty Dog is hiring. I know Naughty Dog has three games in development, and they're hiring, they're staffing up their teams. You know, Gorilla is getting ready to drop Horizon Forbidden West, but there are there's another game that they're working on. You know, Sony just bought um, Nixus and Fire Sprite, and we don't know what these people are working on. But then, boom, out of nowhere, the Fire Sprite announcement happens, and then the new Horizon, you know, VR game gets announced by Fire Sprite. So there's a lot of irons in the fire, a lot of things we haven't seen yet, but I think Zach, I think this is going to be the biggest year of gaming news we've ever seen in our lives. We going to get some good stuff. We are. And we're the winners in all this, you know? Yep. We're not the ones spinning. Well, 
We're not the ones purchasing the companies and spending the big dollars, but you know, we're the ones spending money on the games. And I said this on Trophy Horse, man, the next war, the next battle is going to be through the subscription services. 110%. You know, and I, taking my bias uh, uh, out of out of it, you know, like we're going to win from this because at any day and this year, it's going to happen this year. Sony's going to announce their new subscription service that's going to replace PS Now. And I guarantee you, you're going to start seeing first party content on it and you're going to see it on it faster. Now, their approach might be different than than Xbox's, but, you know, Sony has a lot more in its portfolio outside of games as well. They own both of the anime services, Crunchyroll and Funimation. They own Evo, the fighting game tournament. Uh, you know, they also have Sony Pictures and all of those movies and shows and all that stuff. So the rumor is that all of this stuff is going to be incorporated into that streaming service somehow. So Sony's answer to Game Pass might be completely different than Game Pass. But at the end of the day, we, the consumers, are going to be the ones that benefit because, you know, we're going to get a lot more content for our money. Does that mean we own any of it? No. But we're going to get access to it for a lower barrier to entry. So, at the end of the day, it's going to be good for us. Oh, yeah. We gonna, we, we're we're going to just going to get everything for... For almost free, everything. yeah. Well, I wouldn't say free because you know, we're still paying for it, we're still paying for the service, right? You know, but yeah, I can, they're, they're definitely gonna have a war on their hands for sure. It's, it, just, it's gonna it, be a it's gonna be a subscription war and see who's gonna release the best games on their subscription yeah. service. And then the little ones, the little indie games, the, the companies that are being like, hey, we'll pay you this much to put our game on your service. They're they're going to start getting little pings here and there, so they're going to get more recognition, and then those companies are going to grow. Well, a lot of a lot of indie companies have expressed. I've read a few articles on Push Square and PlayStation Universe that a lot of indie companies are very um, worried about this because they're what's going to happen is all the focus is going to be on all these day and date titles and all these big games coming to these subscription services, and the indie guys are going to get overlooked again. So I really hope that Sony. Um, I hope that they go back to the old Sony, you know, where it's like, you know, Sony loves indies and they start, you know, putting focusing on this stuff again. You know, I don't, I don't know what Spartacus is going to look like, but I really do hope that they, um, you know, go back to that indie friendly Sony where they were putting out wild indie games and also these big, amazing games, you know, right. Um, now, who knows what it's going to look like, man? It's 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 definitely we definitely got some stuff coming. And then uh, should Sony be buying like a, a a Sega or a Square Enix or a Capcom? Man, I hope they do. And here's the thing, right? There's three players in in town right now, and this is the harsh reality we live in. I don't want first off, I don't want to see people get bought. I want everyone to remain their own separate entities so they can do their own thing, and no one get swerved one way or the other because there's a there's a there's a there's a question coming up i guess we'll go ahead and go into it um james asked how we feel about sony censoring martha is dead on ps4 and ps5 do you have you read anything about this um so sony's been slowly but surely censoring more games and and an article came out on uh playstation universe and push square this particular this week where this for this this upcoming you know indie horror game essentially 
is getting content censored out of the PlayStation versions that's not going to be censored out of the Xbox and PC versions. And so we do, we jumped into this on Trophy Horrors a little bit, but essentially there's like some grotesque um, mutilation scenes that look like that might be censored out. Uh, Sony has censored out a lot of nudity and things out of games recently, but there's no rhyme or reason to it because on one hand they'll censor a panty shot of someone doing like a cartwheel or something or some, you know, some fighting moves in devil may cry, but then they'll have a lesbian sex scene in the last of us. And that's okay. They're going to censor out, you know what I'm saying? Some of the stuff in Martha is dead. that's supposedly grotesque, but then like, again, like the last of us can have brutal death scenes and, you know, you got to work and have hyper violence and it's okay. So I don't know what their standard is, what what their algorithm is that they're using to determine what is and isn't censorable. But when you have all this consolidation and then you have someone like Sony who like, well, we like to censor stuff. If they go buying up everything and then they start censoring all the content, you know, to me, that's no good. Now, granted, I said this on Trophy Horse too. So if, if you if, if you guys have listened to that show or, you know, or you're going to listen to that show, you're going to hear me say it again. Um, you know, for me, censoring content might not necessarily be a bad thing as far as my personal taste and or things that may or may not line up with my like religious standpoint, you know, like I don't want a bunch of nudity in my games. I don't want a bunch of, you know, I'm saying weird sex scenes in my game, you know, for various reasons. So like not having those in there doesn't necessarily and that doesn't go against my personal taste or interest. But what I do do know, I also don't like is I don't like whenever free speech and freedom, freedom of expression is, you know what I'm saying? Not allowed, you know? So it's like, sure, this might not be something I enjoy and it being gone might not be bad for me personally, but like in the grand scheme of things, I don't like that that's happening because I want people to be able to say and do whatever artistically they want even if i don't like it does that make sense yeah that makes sense so yeah i was i was thinking of a good analogy for it it's like going to a five-star restaurant and telling the chef that you want your steak well done yeah and that's that's not the way it was intended you know you 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 go you go somewhere fancy or you get something that's like been made by this person it's it's made how they intend it it's so and, funny you say that because I went to lunch with some friends today and they told a story about going to a five star, you know, chef prepared steakhouse and getting a medium rare steak and they like it well done. They sent it back. Like that's offensive to the creator. Oh, 110%. And you're paying $300 for a dried steak to be prepared by a chef. And then you say, no, this isn't the way it should be done. Um, and essentially, that's what Sony's doing to these creators. Now, I don't know what the content is they're trying to cut out, you know. Um, but the the fact that this is a thing, and not only is it a thing, but like the game, the digital version of the game is going to come out on time. But now the physical version is being delayed because it has to be altered now. You right. know? And that is very frustrating to me that this is the thing. But, but I can go to Xbox and I can get the game as intended. So. Again, now I might not like the as intended version, but it's the artist's original vision, you know. Right. It's not the Snyder cut, if you will. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I it, honestly, if I was a game company from 
a not not necessarily like a business standpoint because I mean I'm sure they'd still make a little bit of money sending it over there, but now they're going to spend more time and more and more money having to have it censored. Yep, because they're going to have to pay for those man hours. So I mean, it uh, it almost wouldn't be worth it to me. I would almost just decide to pull it and not even worry about it at that point. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, PlayStation is the biggest platform right now. So you know, you're like you're going to get the most of your sales right there. Um. You know, if if that wasn't, but see, that's another thing too that's frustrating, because PlayStation has been number one for so long. You see this, but if PlayStation wasn't number one, you don't want you not for one second would they censor this game. No, PlayStation Three, PlayStation would have said, "Bring it on." You know, that was when you had hyper violent God of War and push button sex scenes in the game. You know, right? So, like, that's the that's the thing that's so frustrating. It's like, oh, because PlayStation One last gen. And is selling two to one this gen, you know, like they do these things and we've seen issues with that in the past. So to answer you, James McCall, how do I feel about it? I don't think it's good. I think it's a bad thing. I think that's, that's bad Sony right there. Um, even if I don't want to see whatever it is they're cutting out, I think that it's bad practice and it opens the door for worse censorship. Now, going back to what I was saying earlier, there's three major players in the game. You got Xbox, PlayStation. You know, so Sony and Microsoft, and then you have Tencent, the Chinese communist company that's been in the background buying all of these studios up and buying into games and things like that uh, for the past couple of years. So, you know, acquisitions and consolidation is the world we live in right now. And I would rather Sony or Microsoft be the ones buying these things. Um. Uh, opposed to Tencent. So, you know, do I want to see them buy a Sega or a Square Enix or a Capcom? Not really, but I hope that Sony, if they're going to buy any of them, I hope that Sony buys Capcom. Yeah, well, they're not they're not going to touch Sega. Nintendo and Sega make too much money off of their Mario and Sonic crossovers. I think that Sega's only valued at $4 billion right now, and that seems to be kind of chump change for everybody. Uh, $4 billion yeah. is not a big number anymore. Well, not for these larger companies, you know, when you, when you've gotten to the point where these two companies have become mainstays in the community for so long, it's hard for any other company to, to do anything or even break in into it. Like, you know, uh, using it just as an example, like the Dreamcast, so many people love the Dreamcast now. Yeah. Nobody bought it when it came out. Yeah. Nobody bought it when it came out. If you guys wanted it so much and you guys wanted it that bad, you should have just supported it then but now you know we're we're all suffering from uh from a from a decision you know like we made back then but that also you know we not factoring in like the economy and whatever was at the time i guess well that and the playstation 2 was the big it came out that was the big thing yeah i mean the playstation 2 bodied every system that, that released because 150 it's still the highest selling console of all time 150 million units you know it put a blu-ray play i mean put a excuse me a dvd player in the house yeah, well, I think that was a big sell for it at the time because that was like, oh yeah, that that oh, yeah. that was that was it coming out at the time, you know. I so mean, like, we, I get it. Yeah. Oh, dude, we we had play. Dude, my wife didn't have a DVD player in her house, right? I would bring my PlayStation Two over there so my wife and I could watch DVDs. Like it, it that was it was it was a big deal, you know. They're like, oh wow, you got a DVD player. Everybody was still rocking VHS, you know, or you know, there were you know 
DVD players, but they were used a few hundred bucks. Yeah. So, well, the original, the original Xbox did it too. It had, it, it had a media. Uh, well, yeah, but the PS2 came out first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that was another thing too. That was like, you know, again, you know, it's, it's two and one, like we owned a video store when that happened. Right. So that was a big deal. Like I remember like being on the kind of the ground, you know, the, the ground floor with that stuff. It was like, Oh my gosh, you know, DVDs are the future We're we had, you know, a, a building full of VHS tapes and this just one little, two little racks of DVDs. And then when the PlayStation two launched, it was like launching with a DVD player. And so right. it was like, well, you know, people who are moving forward with tech and getting DVDs and it's like, and then the new console's out, what are you going to do? You're going to spend $300 on a Samsung DVD player. Or are you going to spend $300 on a PlayStation two with a DVD player built in? So, I mean, I, right. I, I still have my launch PS2 with a DVD player and it is insane. Like that was a huge, huge deal back then. So, um, but yeah, so like, you know, I don't know, man, I would, I, I think that like you got, I got, well, let's do this. All right. Zach, if you're team Xbox, I'm team PlayStation. Right. Who do you think that team Xbox is going to buy next? Maybe, maybe who do you think like, like your best guess or what you think they're going to do next? And then in a perfect world, who would you have them buy? Well, I think if they're going to buy anybody next, um, they're probably going to pick up Epic. I feel like they, them picking up Epic and Fortnite would be a big thing for the, for, for, for Microsoft. Now, I don't know if, I I don't know if, I I don't know if Epic will. you know, because Epic has a lot of brand deals with their, with different companies, you know, but we haven't seen necessarily too too terribly many like Sony, you know, Sony exclusive characters in their game. But we've already had Master Chief. Um, are the newest one the the newest one uh or the Naruto one that came out recently? So they're like big in the anime section. So they're they're starting to pull some 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 bigger names in. Microsoft has the money. Sony does not. I feel. Epic Games. Is yeah. worth seventeen point eight billion dollars. So, yes. not out of the question. Um. So, if I see them picking up anybody, that's who I see them picking up. Um. And then they they're they're gonna get the royalties off that because you know your kid your kids play Fortnite. Oh yeah, your kids work hard and they spend their money on V bucks. So if Microsoft is getting that seventy percent and Sony's getting the other thirty or what or, or however we want to put it, um. I think that'd be a smart a smart pickup for them. Now, in a perfect world, um, I would like to, I, I would I would love to see them pick Bungie back up, um, but obviously it's not going to happen. So let's see what. Oh, let's see what third party companies are left. At the well, then while you're looking it up, I've got a few off the top of my tongue. Uh, okay. yeah, uh, uh, so I would I think <clears throat> realistically. Um, one of the three, well, excuse me, there's four companies that I think are, are on the table right now. And one of these four is it's happening. I think remedy, I think that that makes perfect sense with the way that PlayStation makes and, and releases their games. I think that those third person over the shoulder experiences, uh, like remedy lines up with them. So I think that remedy is, they've got their eyes on them. I think that cat as a publisher, Capcom, square Enix, or Sega are on the table. 
And I think realistically, Square Enix is gonna is gonna be the one that's gonna get picked up. But if I had my a perfect world, I would say PlayStation will buy Capcom. Yeah, I can see that. That that I can see that more. Like I said, Sega's kind of they're gonna be stubborn. They're like Nintendo. Well, um, you know, realistically, it, it, but Nintendo has announced this week they're not getting involved. They're not buying anybody. So it's right. like it, it would. To me, what would make sense is this, um, that Sega gets sold to Nintendo, Sony buys Capcom, and then because uh, Xbox has been so desperately trying to get into the Japanese market that they would swoop up Square Enix because they already have those relationships with Crystal Dynamics, which I think that they might just buy Crystal outright, you know? Because Crystal's building, they just hired Crystal Dynamics to work on that perfect art remaster. Right. So I think that, you know, I think that Xbox really has dropped the ball with building their internal teams. You know, like, like if you look at uh, the initiative, when they announced the initiative, they're like, the initiative is going to be this super group that's going to work on quadruple A experiences and we're like, oh man, they're going to make, you know, for lack of a better term, Sony style games, you know, these, these really top tier, high polish third person, you know, exclusive games or excuse me, third person, um, narrative driven games. And they ended up doing a remake as their first game. And what? two, three years into being announced, they're like, oh yeah, we're bringing in crystal dynamics now to work on the game. So the initiative went from being a really promising team to like nothing, you know? I mean, I don't, I mean, sure. The game's probably going to be really good, but like, they're not even like, I don't know. I don't know what to, what to make of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, Oh wow. Here's your first real homegrown team in a long time. If not ever, because I believe all the, all the teams I can think of were all purchased, you know, that already existed. Not that that really matters because, you know, once you're in the family, a couple games deep, then that's it's as homegrown as, as you can expect. But I don't know, man. The initiative really should have been something extraordinary. And it, the, right now, it just seems to be a bit, a bit of a nothing burger. So. Right. So, all right, I'm going to change my answer. So I don't see them picking up Riot because Riot. It, they're making too much money. Or, What's sorry, not, what what not are riot. they? Not, not Riot. Epic. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. Epic. Yeah. Um, I can see I could see Xbox picking up Bandai. Bandai okay. next. Or, yeah, Ubisoft, or, or Ubisoft. Because they yeah. want to... Because of that Japanese market we were talking about. And both of those companies make Japanese-centric games. Okay. Um, so I could see. So so that is more on par with in, in a perfect world. Um, what Xbox uh, would do is Xbox would probably, and if they were smart, Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates would make a deal, oh. or Phil Spencer. They, they, Amazon Games is going to be up and coming. It, it it's proven. You know, Prime Gaming and stuff like that. As you know, Amazon Prime as a whole has already seen a spike just just because of that. They give away free games every month. Everybody, almost everybody on this planet has Amazon Prime. So if Phil Spencer and Jeff Bezos sat down and wanted to make a deal between Amazon Games and 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 Xbox, that that would the the gaming market would be 
changed forever because that would be a huge deal. So, you know, I was thinking, I had forgot about that. I was thinking about that the other day. Amazon could start swinging their money around, you know, and if they really wanted to, they could get involved in a big, in a major way because they've been trying, you know, they've got the Luna now, which is their, essentially their ex, their answer their to Stadia. Uh, Stadia. Yeah. And, you know, they're like trying to make games, <laughs> but like they keep failing. So, well, um, New World isn't bad. It saw a huge spike when it, when it first came out. And it, it, because it was an MMO, it was beautiful. It, it's something that a lot of people hadn't done before. But I think they, they jumped the gun a little too fast. And they weren't quite ready because they've never been in that market before. So that was kind of that that was kind of their shock. I think every almost every other Amazon game we get after this is going to be substantially better than the the new world. And new world still they're they're still fixing stuff and producing content. Um but you know, it it you've definitely seen it because they've done a lot of server merges lately. I just got a notification they're announcing another server merge this week. You know, their their player base has gone has gone substantially down because they are lacking uh, furthering the content in the game. So I think now that they're like, we made this mistake here. Let's not make this mistake on this next one. Yeah. Well, they're learning, they're learning from their first mistake. It was their first game, yeah. but for, for their first game, it's, it's still great. The storyline is fantastic. The gameplay is, is smooth. You know, there, there, there wasn't a lot of bugs. I, it's really not that bad of a game. That's pretty interesting. I haven't, I've never played it. So, you know, uh, if it ever comes to console, I might try it out. Uh, doubtful, because then then he then they would definitely have to make a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's it, it's the, the the only deal they've made is with Steam for that game. That's the only place you can get it. You have to purchase it on um. It's weird to say you have to purchase it on Amazon's website, and That's then you weird. have to go and then you have to go over to Steam and put in and, and put in the key for it. That's weird. That, that and so what that was really weird is how does Steam make money off that game then? Uh, I'm sure they get a royalty for for every key activation. I mean, I guess you know, what's the point of selling it only on Amazon then if you're going to get a royalty activation? Unless that percentage is s- smaller than uh, a thirty percent rip for selling on your platform. Uh, it could be, you know, because I know I know it's it's kind of like. Uh, when you're like getting a uh, like podcast or a song approved, and on uh, you, you kind of just have to pay for it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Smarter people than I deal yep. with these things. I'm just a dummy that talks about it sometimes. <laughs> mm. Usually, I stay away from that because it's like as soon as you think you know something, and you start to talk about it on a podcast, more information comes out. It's like, oh, by the way, here's this layer of the onion you didn't oh, hey. know. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, hey. You know we got, did you know we could do this? No, it didn't. Yeah. Thank, thanks for letting me know now. So. Yeah, so that that's essentially the show in a nutshell, guys. I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, we've been running our mouths for a while now, yeah. And uh, I think that we've pretty much covered everything that there is to cover. The Steam Deck's huge. Xbox has got a lot of money. Uh, PlayStation <laughs> makes good games. Nintendo's stubborn. <laughs> uh, PlayStation makes bad decisions. Uh, well, okay. sensory, sensory game. We talked about sensory. Yeah, games yeah, 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 Total douchebags for that. 
Say, like I said, PlayStation makes bad decisions. Yeah, there are total douchebags for that. But then again, you know what? It's probably gonna be one of those things where when I play it, I'm gonna be like, oh, like like with Agony. It's like they censored all the dicks out of the game. And so like when I play Agony, it's like glad I'm playing the the dick free version, even though that uh your favorite game is uh what's it, Order eighteen eighty-six, yeah. Eighty-six and has yeah. penises all over That's it. That's another thing. They censor the freaking the, the wieners out of one game, but then they released the order and there's two wieners in that one. Or Conan or uh what was Conan Exiles, right? No, they got that's the censored version on console. Oh, is it really? But it's censored on both consoles for that one. Oh well. That might have been like a ESRB thing for that one. Because you can because the PC version was it was advertised with this dong slider. And they're like, oh, you can make this giant wiener and whatever. And then it was like, um, you get the console version and they got like a cloth over it, which is again, yeah, playing the dick free version. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure some people aren't fine with that, but I'm fine with that too. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't need to play. I don't need penises in my video games. I think I think I'll take a uh, a not a hard pass. I'll take a soft pass. <laughs> a flaccid pass. <laughs> a flaccid pass. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the order eighteen eighty six, I really, really, really am ready to play that game again. I've never played it. It's a fun game. I like it. So, uh, it it it, it wasn't. A, it's not a perfect game by any stretch, uh, but it's just a really amazing setting. Like. Played 15 minutes. It's masterpiece. That's masterpiece. That's right. Nah, man. Like, uh, there's few games in this world that ha- that really nail atmosphere like that game did, and so uh, I'm ready to play back through it. So, thinking about yeah. doing it very soon. But, but yeah, Zach, man, thank you for coming on and doing the show with me every week, buddy. As long yeah. as long as I ain't on vacation, which I don't imagine me being and on vacation. Yeah, as long as there's people not wrecking into your pole. Right, I mean, I was I was so upset about that too. I was like, I'm really, I was really looking forward to this interview. Yeah, well, it was a good one. It was fun. Uh, the next ones are gonna be fun too. Though we got a lot of cool guests and a lot of diverse guests lined up. You know, like it's a lot of different uh, industries that we're gonna cover. So, uh, selfishly, it's all of my favorite things. So, hey, you know what? You know what needs to happen next? We need to get some uh, somebody from the DC universe in here. Dude, yes, yes. I'm working on one of the voice actors for Johnny Cage. Oh, uh, yeah, we did talk about that. Yep. So yeah, so so audience, don't get your hopes up, but get yeah, your hopes I, up. We might have Johnny Cage on here punching nuts. Cross your fingers. Yep. So yeah. Anyway, so this has been the Loot Bros Podcast. Thank you, Zach, for coming on here and talking shot with me, guys. I hope you enjoy this. If if you're listening and you enjoyed us talking about the news. Let us know. Um, if you don't let us know, we're going to go back to what we've been doing. So uh, I don't personally like to cover the news because it's it's very like limited in like scope of when you know this is relevant. Uh, but if our audience wants to hear more coverage of news style topics, write in. Let us know on Patreon. Let us know in the Facebook group that you dug this kind of thing, and we can do more of it. We'll never be a straight news show. Um, but you know, we can have news focused episodes from time to time or short breakout episodes that we put, you know, maybe on Patreon first and then out into the ether. So let us know what you think right into the show and we will, you know, kind of work on that. What do you think about that, Zach? I think I I actually, you know, it was, it was a nice change of pace from our norm. I will say that, you know, it's just, it's always nice to just kind of 
talk and do a little bit more serious talking and see what our opinions on the situation necessarily are because everybody's got a different opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, a few less dick and fart jokes and a couple of news topics is is welcome every now and again. Well, you know, we don't have a uh, Priestley McPherson here, so you know. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all both scrubs do better. Y'all been here longer than me. What happened? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's not enough Nintendo. Right. Well, they have a Driftcast for that. I blame I them. It's their fault. Yeah. They have the option. Yeah. So, with that being said. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. We are out of here. All right, everybody. We are ending the show with another song that I wrote, um, trying to come on here in the end of the show each week and at least introduce the different songs. A lot of times I put them on there and you guys have no context who who wrote them, what they're about, blah, 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 all that stuff. So with that being said, this is a song that I wrote called Wasted Time. Again, another you know Ninja Loot spinoff um, side project band. I had mentioned in our discord that there were like six or seven of these songs that were done for an album that we never released. So I'm going to kind of go through some of them and uh, put them on here and just kind of give them a little bit of life, you know, give them a little bit of someone to listen to. So this song is called wasted times. Another song I did with my side project, RPD resurrection pending death. Um, if you guys don't mind, um, before I play the song, if you go on Spotify and actually rate the podcast. So uh, one of the things that we've noticed lately is that we've taken a bit of a dive on our Spotify listing since you can now rate shows. And I think just because they added a rating system, we're getting buried a little bit. So if you guys don't mind, if you listen to us on Spotify, if you listen to us on Apple, please take a minute to go rate and review the shows. This is what brings us up in the suggested list helps grow the show so thank you all so much for for tuning in listening to zach and i ramble this week next week we'll have a special guest and some maybe even some new tunes to put on the show so thank you all so much have a good week and this is wasted time by rpd
hurting people hurt people is such a vicious thing And now I'll never let anyone bring me down I will continue to fight the fight and always stand my ground Right is right, wrong is wrong, there ain't no arguing that Wasted time looking back, I was so blind to the facts All the people that I passed, everything that I didn't do So afraid of life, looking up through my rear view I wasted so much in my life, I know what love is. Run, boys, it's so 